the poet taps into this relationship and experience through poetry which deals with matters of the heart mind and spirit the conflicts between them are worked through and reconciled in the poem we return to the basics and fundamentals of christianity which do not change love faith humility service and a commitment to fulfilling god's will individually and collectively as a christian community he kept his eyes focused on god and didn't allow doubt to lead him into permanent despair the poem was a personal healing process and a medium for confronting overcoming the conflicting forces at work within his mind within his heart however as he struggled through these issues his work also became a source of comfort and inspiration to the queen his countrymen and people far beyond the british isles in memoriam was for years almost a second bible to many english speaking people world over in america it was a book of inspired counsel for right living and solid comfort in the hours of doubt tennyson's strength was a personal one yet he paved the way for others to battle and overcome the doubts and uncertainties in life it's the way of the soul through the mental emotional the spiritual battle to become victorious over these forces of doubt to stand triumphant in a faith based on the teachings of his lord now many have asked the question whether tennyson's poem is uh, distinctively christian let's examine this in spite of the prologue strong son of god immortal love this poem doesn't seem to be distinctively christian the doubts the misgivings the probings the conjectures which make it so humanly moving could not have existed in a mind equipped with christian solutions because he wouldn't even have dared to do that on the contrary from the poet's perspective the questions the struggles the doubts he expressed are an absolutely uh, normal christian experience of grappling with life with the tougher issues of death after life and what happens to those who are left behind to face a difficult world a world filled with conflict and pain is there any hope wiley thinks the poet's faith goes well beyond christianity it goes behind it by confronting the preliminary question which besets the natural man the question whether there can be any religious interpretation of life at all Eliot says Tennyson's beliefs were orthodox. He was desperately anxious to hold the faith of the believer without being very clear about what he wanted to believe. He was capable of illumination which he was incapable of understanding. So his faith comes through personal struggles, struggles with doubt. Its faith is a poor thing. but its doubt is a very intense experience in which he immerses himself 
to work his way through the darkness and into the light. So what you see is he doesn't blindly accept Christianity as the absolute truth. He finds his own way. He questions, he meanders, he gropes, he struggles till he is able to resolve the whole issue. Eliot acknowledges that the poet is religious, but he didn't write the poem from a Christian perspective. There are a multitude of passages within the poem. Definitely, you have Christian imagery, allusions, all subtle thought, all curious fears, borne down by gladness so complete. She bows, she bathes the Saviour's feet with costly spike, with tears. There you have Mary Magdalene. The epilogue and the prologue make it clear that the poet did have Christianity in mind as he composed the poem. All the sadness, the confusion and the questioning that happens in between is seen as irrelevant on the whole as unity, peace and love become the final answer to all suffering and pain. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Only in the epilogue does the poet equate Omega with a Christ, a Christ who is both the historic Jesus and the cosmic person towards whom the whole creation moves. The poem definitely ends on a very promising faith. He found comfort, strength in the promise of God's love for him and humanity. So we begin more and more to feel and to believe that for Tennyson, love is ultimately a person. So it is actually love is paramount. So he sees that love as Christ in the prologue, but then he sees it as just God in the epilogue. The poet does not look at Christ from an institutionalized perspective. He sees him as a friend, a guide, a divine cosmic power. The first few stanzas should disintegrate any shadow of a doubt that he was writing from a Christian perspective. It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. My love is a vaster passion now. Though mixed with God and matter thou, I seem to love thee more and more. Grow and flourish, transcending the grave. Then was I as a child that cries, but crying knows his father's near. In memoriam and allegory, that expresses how all contradictions, life, death, doubt, faith, despair, hope, hate, love, they're all part of the cycle of life. Different shades, different colors, and they serve their purpose. He uses circular, cyclic imagery. Rise, happy morn, rise, holy morn. Draw forth the cheerful day from night, a father touched the east, and light the light that shone when hope was born. 
Although certain areas of the world represent the grandeur and the nature of its creator, look at the mountains, lakes, rivers, forests. But Tennyson notes a paradox, because other areas of the world are filled with emptiness, poverty, disease and suffering. How did the poet reconcile these inconsistencies? If nature is supposed to represent God, then how can he be beautiful, violent and uncaring at the same time? Tennyson's reading of Lyle seemed to make it certain that man could no longer see nature as a revelation of God's handiwork. Faith and hope, he realized, must be redefined more as a matter of inner conviction and it's the will to believe. It's simple faith. Lyle, what did he say? He said, if man was subject to the same forces of nature that past species like the dinosaurs were, then one day he could, uh, by all logic, he could uh, be extinct and fossilized beneath the layers of dirt and rock and lava. Seeking to find God within the realm of the scientific world was a real challenge for Tennyson. The complexities of the universe and the sheer vastness of space suggest an intelligence was implemented by an awesome creator. Now the question arises, how intimately involved is this creator with a portion of his creation that's insignificant within the cosmos. That is man. But in my spirit will I dwell and dream my dream and hold it true. Life is cold, meaningless, depressing, says Tennyson, when reason and reason alone rules. Instead, the poet finds warmth, consolation in his heart and imagination. Would you then still say that this is a distinctly Christian poem?